and, and us as a church to see God do some incredible things. But come on, why don't we pray right now? Father, Lord Jesus, we, we, we thank you for your awesome love and your goodness and your mercy to us. And, and Lord, I pray right now that, Lord, as we see things going on in our media and our world, Lord, let us be a people that trust fully in you, Lord. That, Lord Jesus, we can be wise and good stewards of what you've given us, O oh God. And, and, and Lord, we just speak uh, this for families and people who have been affected by, uh, by this virus. Lord, we just speak your healing touch in their bodies, Lord God. Lord, I pray, well, Lord, let New Zealand be a place where we are, we are saved, Father God. Or we, we, uh, we see your hand moving in our situations, O oh God, as we be wise with what you're asking us to do. So. So, Father, I pray for your blessing and your mercy for people who are maybe worried or scared or fearful. Lord, I pray today, Lord, I speak the word of God over hearts and lives, Father, God, that you haven't given us a spirit of fear, but of love and peace and a sound mind. So, Lord, this morning, I thank you for your presence here. Lord, will you speak real clear to us? Will you touch our hearts in Jesus' mighty name? Come on, everyone said, Amen. Amen. So Vision 2020, and we're going to be working up to a big day on the 29th. And on the 29th, you're going to see we've got a super Sunday for all our children's programs. They're going to go crazy out there. And, uh, but also on, on the 29th is our, is our Vision Sunday. It's our, our once a year time where we receive a, a, a special offering for the vision that God has placed in our hearts. And, and this is all I want everyone to do who calls this place their home, this church their home, is just the is to go home and, and pray and ask God, God, what are you asking me to do? For individuals and businesses or, or, or families, what are you asking me to do? God's uh, been speaking, I've been going home every day and saying, God, what are you asking me to invest into this vision? Because I want to plant a seed. I want to see our city change for him. And, and, and so we don't pressure anybody. What we ask, all we ask you is go home and pray uh, and ask what God would have you to do to invest into that. And next week we'll have some special giving offerings that you can take away and physically have something to uh, pray about. 2020 vision. Uh, There was was a man who designed 2020, the vision test, in 1862. Uh, And what he did, he discovered that that people would, the test was that people could stand 20 feet away uh, from a series of letters on a line. And if you've had a a vision test, you know that to be true. And and what it was there, he he decided from 20 feet away, uh, most normal people could make out the letters and the shapes of letters that were 20 feet away. Uh, Now, so if you could see, uh, if you could only read those letters at 10 feet, you had 2010 vision, what that would mean is that at 10 feet you could make out those letters. But the normal normal person in our world could read it from 20 feet. That's what 2020 vision is. And and I want to tell you this morning that, that 2020 vision is even though it may be normal in that eye test, you as a Christian, someone who loves Jesus Christ, you are not normal with your spiritual vision. I believe you are super normal because 2020 vision is just what the normal person can see. And I believe that God has gifted you and given you a vision and a dream for your life to make a difference in our world. And, and the amazing thing is he's shown us a way on how we do that. And if you were to bring feet into our metric system today, uh, that equates to six meters. And so some countries around the world have 66 vision or 66 vision. Here's the interesting thing that God has given you and I 
66 books of the Bible full with vision and dream and passion and love for you, 66 books that are, that are a light into our path and a lamp into our feet. He's already given us 66 vision books for you and for I and how we can settle our past and, and live in the, and today, but also what he wants us to do in the future. The word of God is, is Jesus Christ. It's, his word is in flesh in us. They're found in the, word, in the Bible. And, and today, can I encourage you as we're looking into the future that the word of God is the first place for you to start. The first place for you and I to start because that's where his vision is for us. And we will find it. We will find keys and answers and solutions. Helen Keller said this. She said, the only thing worse than being blind is having sight but no vision. The Bible says in Proverbs 29, where there is no vision, people perish, but he that keepeth the law is happy. See, I can remember as a young child, and you might know this song, singing this, this particular song. <clears throat> because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Come, help me out. Because he lives. Come on. All fear is gone. Here we go. We're going to go. Because I. Wow, there's lots of. He holds the future. He did it. And life is worth the living just because he lives. I'm not going to join the worship team, by the way. <laughs> but there is some that should out there right now. Because he lives, that changes the game for you and for me. And I discovered as a child that because he lives, my future is safe and secure in him. And it's not found in who I am or what I can do or the things I want to do. It's found in because he lives. It changes the game. It changes everything. And, and as we look at the world this week, I, I don't know about you, but I've kind of just been amazed at what's been happening in our world. We've got, we've got the virus thing, and then we've got parliament with bills and crazy things that are going through there. And then we've got the, the, the fear of economic downturn and what's going to happen. Are we going to be this or be that? And, and, and can I say, when you understand that because he lives, my future is safe and secure, it changes everything. It's quite interesting to see for me that as I thought about this message on looking about a vision, your vision for the future, that we've had all this kind of stuff that has happened and we would make us like to, wow, the future doesn't look quite as bright this week. It doesn't look so safe as what it did last week. The future, because he lives, you can rest safe and secure in your future, he has for you. Don't let, don't give in to fear. Let your faith rise up. And it's so easy for each one of us. And, and I, I assume you like me at times and you see things and it's so easy for fear to overwhelm us. But here's the thing, yet God. I've come up with this saying this week and it's not original, it's just me. It's just like uh, when I see things on the news or I hear things, I'd, I just come up in my spirit and say, yet God. Because I know he has promises for me and for you and for us. And it's a yet God everywhere. It's not, it's not a given to fear. It's to put our faith into practice and believe that what he says about us and, and our future is secure in him. See, it's interesting to see that the, in the, the Bible, the, it talks about the nation of Israel and Exodus and, and how 
how Israel were enslaved. They were, they were slaves to Egypt, and, and you may know this story, and, and they were enslaved, and, and Moses goes to Pharaoh and says, let my people go. Pharaoh says, I will not let your people go. But they do get let go eventually, and the children of Israel, through miraculous situations, enter the desert where they are going to, into, stepping into their future, but there's a desert to walk through first. There's a promised land, but there's a hard place that they're walking through first. They see the miraculous hand of God parting the sea and stopping the army who were coming to get them. Uh, they see incredible power of God in their, in their situation. But, but just a few, minutes, a few months after that journey, uh, they come to a place in the desert where they start to moan and grumble. And, and like, God, we, it would have been better. They say things like, it would have been better for us to stay as slaves in Egypt rather than sending us out here in the desert to die. And they were hungry, they, they were tired, they were hangry, and they were just like looking everywhere else to see where their next meal was going to come from. And in your notes this morning, why don't you check this scripture out, and, and it says this in Exodus chapter 16, verse 4. And then the Lord said to Moses, look, I'm going to rain down food from heaven for you. Each day the people can go out and pick up as much food as they like, uh, as much food as they need for the day, but I will test them in this to see whether or not they will follow my instructions. Moses goes to the people and tells them to look up. Look up to see where your help comes from. The, the people were looking everywhere else. They were looking to other people. They were looking uh, to, their, to their leaders, to Moses and the people around them. They were looking everywhere else except looking up to the hand of God, the God of heaven that would supply all of their need. And, and Moses goes to the people and says, people, look up. Look up and see your provision. Look up and see your sustenance. Look up and see the God who loves you. Look up. Because here's the thing, when you and I or the, or the children of Israel are in those situations and we look everywhere else but up, we will only see a hot, sticky, sandy desert. When in fact, God has a promised land for you and for me. And so can I encourage you today as, you, as you're walking through your lives and in your situation, because is to look up. This week as you face work or school or university or home, look up and see the hand of God in your situation because I believe there's spiritual food for you there, there's provision there, there's life, there's hope, there's a future when we look up, when we set our eyes on God, our picture that we see changes immediately. See, because here's the thing, vision is like a bridge. Vision is like a bridge between the present and the future. Without it, Without it for your life and my life, the Bible says that we will wander aimlessly, that we will cast off restraint, anything goes. But, but here's one of the amazing things about vision. Vision it gives our pain a purpose. Vision can give our pain a purpose because without vision, we can just spend our whole lives taking the path of least resistance, always trying to be comfortable. So how do we make progress towards our God vision that he has for your life? Well, the first thing is this. I, I, I believe that we need to write it down. 
really simple, write it down. And I believe in the power of written words. And, and, and this morning as you walk around this building, you, you, you can just go to the men. All the men, are you, ladies, you might, know, might not know this, but the men, they go to the toilet, the, the bathrooms, and they look in the mirror. They look in the mirror while they're washing their hands as they're singing something, while they wash their hands for long enough. Uh, they, they look in the mirror and they see this, these words are in their objects in this mirror are stronger than they appear. So ladies, when the men come out of the bathrooms, that's why they're standing tall, and that's why they're flexing their muscles, and why they're, because, uh, because the, the words there are like uh, uh, inspirational to them, and, and, and men on the, the ladies' toilet, the la- ladies' bathrooms, this is what it says on their mirror. I, I've heard this, I haven't seen it, but I've heard this. <laughs> it says, ooh, you look amazing. So that's why, meanwhile, the ladies come out of the bathrooms. They're just like walking tall as well and proud because they've just been told, they've read in the mirror, looking back at them, that they are amazing. When you go out to the foyer there, you will see Jeremiah 29 11 and great big stickers over there because we believe that the plans for you are for good, to prosper you, to not to harm you, that God has got a plan for your future, to give you hope. The power of written words are, are incredibly strong, and there's a slide that's coming up right now, on, and this is a picture of the whiteboard that I have in my office, and, and you might not be able to read it too clearly, but, but everything I've got up there is what I felt God has been saying to us, and, and the good thing is some of those things are getting crossed off, things like a new building, praise the Lord. Uh, things like, like people joining the internship program to be equipped for ministry of God. There's all sorts of things up there. There's a school there on the 24 acres of land we have down this. Uh, it hasn't got a line through it just yet, but we're going to pray for it and believe that God is going to do something. And the vision that we have for our city and for our community, can I say, write your vision down because it does change everything. And the simple things where you can see clearly because when times get hard, we need something to come back to where we can read again and see what God has spoke to us maybe years ago, maybe months ago, maybe days ago. The other thing with writing, writing a vision down or your dream down is that helps you to articulate it as well. It helps you to see. Words paint a picture and give you steps for the future. There were three bricklayers. There were three bricklayers, and they were, they were each working beside each other, building a wall. And, and someone come up to the first bricklayer and said, oh, what are you doing? And the bricklayer said, what does it look like I'm doing sarcastically? I'm laying bricks. The second bricklayer was asked the same question, and, and he said, what, what are you doing? He said, I'm building a wall. The third bricklayer, it sounds like one of those funny jokes, doesn't it? Yeah. The third brick lower, uh, brick layer, <laughs> he was asked that question too, what are you doing? And the third brick layer said this, he said, I am building a great cathedral for God. See, when you write down a vision, it will motivate you and help you to take increased ownership and level of ownership of that vision. Write your vision down. Write down what's on your heart, make it plain, and make it clear. The second thing is this, is this, to, to make progress toward God's vision for your life is to stick to the process. Stick to the process. If I was an Israelite walking through the desert, I would have struggled with the 40-year process. 
Because God, why, why doesn't he do it today? Why doesn't he do it tomorrow? Why doesn't he do it this week, but not years or months or weeks? And I encourage everybody to, as you're journeying through life towards your, the vision that's been placed in your heart, to, to stick to the process because in your pain there is purpose. In the silent times, there is purpose. In the hard times, there is purpose. Because during those seasons, those seasons where our faith has been tested and stretched to the limits, you may be, te- you may be tempted to question even, even your own abilities, like who you are, your, your de- the decisions that you made. Did I make the right decision? And your reasons for even pursuing that. But, but your thoughts and, and how you speak are powerful. Stick to the process because they can either breathe life into hope and into your vision or they can you condemn you and terminate it right then and there. The Apostle Paul says this. He says, he says that enduring the cross, why? Because of the joy that's on the other side of it. The Apostle Paul walked through many things. He was placed in jail. He was shipwrecked so many times. He was beaten. He was stoned. He was... Uh, with stones, that is. And, and he, was, he was forced into jail and all sorts of crazy things. But he said this, I take up my cross daily for the joy that's set before me on the other side. C.S. Lewis said, God whispers to us in our pleasures, but shouts to us in our pain. Come on, let's learn to stick to the process. When you acknowledge God in all your ways, his promises to make all your paths straight. The third and final thing is this. To make progress toward God's vision for your life, we need to keep moving forward. Motorways are amazing things, right? They are absolutely incredible. There's, there's, now there's three lanes of super fast speeding that we can get to work or to, to church or to other parts of the city. And they are amazing devices for us to be able to move somewhere quickly. But probably tomorrow morning or when they are not working like they are, When a motorway is more like a car park and we are stopped with not moving forward, I don't know about you, but that can be incredibly frustrating. I think there's the road rage thing starts to kind of come up as well. It's like, wow, we're moving. Then maybe there's there's lots of traffic or there's an accident or something. But the, the thing is with a motorway, it should be moving forward. And why are we stuck in this place not moving? Well, a few, quite a few years ago, the worst, worst motorway I've ever been on, and if you've been to London, is the M4. You can sit for hours on that thing. If there's any, there's, there's great lanes there, but there's no, when there's no forward momentum, you hop out your car and have a cup of tea. It, it's crazy when they are not working. I, I believe that you and me have to always be moving forward. Maybe small steps, maybe big steps, but whatever your vision is, it's really important that we keep moving forward. Don't, don't get caught in the, the busyness of, of the traffic. Don't, don't get caught when it, maybe when momentum grinds to a halt. Because here's the thing, God has a part to play in, and we have a part to play as well. He does his part by leading and guiding and protecting us daily, and we are responsible for doing our part. Psalm 20, 32, verse 8, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my eye upon you. Proverbs 4, 25, let your eyes look straight ahead. Fix your gaze directly 
before him. Come on, let's keep moving forward and take the next step. This morning, as we start to come to a close this morning, I, really, I was out walking yesterday and I was listening to a, to a song and I was kind of thinking about today and talking about the future and, and, and the vision, the dreams that God has given you and, and me. And, and there was a particular song that I was listening to and I just started walking through to a car and I started to, to cry down there. It was like God was just speaking to me about, you know, we don't carry a spirit of fear, but we carry a, a spirit of love and power and of a sound mind. And this morning, I, I'm just going to invite everyone where you are right in your seat right now. As we're gonna, I'm going to play a song for about four minutes. And, and I want to encourage you to, to close your eyes and open your ears and your, your hearts to, to let God speak to you about the weeks and months ahead and that your future is secure because he lives. And this morning, I'm just believing that that there's going to be a powerful moment right here for you and me as we open our hearts and say, God, Lord, the the future we we place in your hands. So can I encourage you right now, maybe to to just close your eyes and and just to reflect, open your heart, let God just speak to you. Let's, Let's play that now. This song is called The Blessing. got together with Pastor Chris and Pastor Stephen on Thursday to just go in after the presence of God and try to pen lyric and melody and after a couple of hours it just felt like the presence of God just stopped everything and we wrote a song called The Blessing and it's straight from scripture and it's the heart of the Father over us as his kids and we're going to sing it this morning if that's okay. And this is a blessing over you and your family and your children. So just receive this this morning. Just put your hands out in front of you. Turn your heart to a place of just receiving the blessing of heaven from God himself over you this morning. Make his face shine upon you and be gracious. 
Continue to press in. Come on, let's press in. Press in there. Hallelujah. Come on, if you want to lift your hands or stand, that, that's great. But I want you to hear uh, from heaven today for your situation, for your life, what God is doing in you. Hallelujah. Yes. His favor be upon you and a thousand generations and your family and your children and their children and their children. May his favor be upon you and a thousand generations and your family and your children and their children and their children. this morning church this morning I, I want you to know that God is for you he is for you in your coming and in your going and that his hand is stretching out for you this morning and, and as you walk through your weeks that God is in your coming and in your going he will be with you he is for you his abundance, His provision, His, his hand, His protection. I, I, I want us to walk out of here today full of faith in the future, not full of fear in the future. And so today I, I, I prophesy over the Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. 
the Lord guide you. May His favour be upon you in your coming and in your going. Wherever you go, His favour is with you. Uh, Lord Jesus, upon your family and upon your, your children and their children and the generations to come, on the young people and on our, on our babies and on our families and on our mums and dads, our grandparents. He is for you. Almighty God today. Lord, I, I bless these incredible people here today, oh God. Lord, would you pour out your favour? Would you pour out your blessing of heaven upon them, Lord? Providing, making a way in deserts, oh God. Helping us to stand strong and to stand firm because you're alive. Hallelujah. That's why every eye is closed and and every head is bowed as well. Maybe you're here this morning and, and, and you might say, I, I, if, I, if I was to say to you this morning that Jesus is, is, offers you a free gift and, and, and that's to say yes to Jesus because He has a plan and a purpose for your life. He came and sent His Son for you and I. And, and, and you might say, Daryl, I'm far away from God. I, I, I just feel like I've done so much stuff that how can God love me? This morning, I want to tell you that the Father in heaven sent His one and only Son to pay a price for you and I, that we might have freedom, that we may have life and a future with Him. And the thing that separates us is, is this thing called sin, and it's like, a, it's like a, a, a great valley that we can't get across. We need help to get across it. And I want to say to you today that Jesus is the answer. So maybe you're here and, and, and you might say, uh, Daryl, that, that I don't know him, but I would really want to today. And this is what we're gonna do. I'm gonna pray a real simple prayer. And all, if that's you this morning, if you wanna say yes to Jesus, if you wanna say, Daryl, count me in, all I want you to do is just to pray silently in your heart, pray this prayer. Say, dear Lord Jesus, I know that you love me. I know that you've got a plan and a purpose for my life. So today, I choose to give my life to you. Forgive me of my sin and make me brand new. Today, I choose to follow you. In Jesus' name, amen. Just wave every eye is closed. I'm gonna ask those who just prayed that prayer really meant it in your heart. I'm simply just gonna count to three and I'm gonna ask that on three you Put your hand up just so I can see and pop it down again. And if you want to say yes to Jesus, why don't you do that? One, two, three. Lift your hand now. See those hands. Anyone else want to say yes to Jesus? Say, Daryl, count me in today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father God, I praise you for your love and your mercy. Lord, I thank you for, for changed hearts and changed lives today, Lord. Lord, I thank you for your promises that are yes and amen. So Father, we give you glory. We give you praise in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Come on, church. Can we give a big round of applause for all of those people that said yes to Jesus? Hallelujah. So good. So good. That was a great message, wasn't it? It was awesome. Hey, look, uh, you'll see in the front of every seat there is a connect card. And I want you to... Um,